when you push through fear and things don't work out that life still goes on and you're able to do something from that what up this is charles clark and welcome to the thrive tribe podcast a podcast where you'll hear unfiltered success stories of everyday people who crushed failure and discovered their inner champion this week is a business series on how to thrive in your personal brand or business now, if that happens to be you, stick around because this is going to be an episode that's going to inquire you to level up. Today's episode is on fear with fear expert Daryl Bellamy. And I know this is so real because we're self-inflicting it or people are imposing fear on us. I'll never forget a time in 2016 when I was getting ready to move down here in Tampa, Florida, where I reside now. And my neighbor, she came up to me and she was like, Charles, what are you doing with your life, right? <laughs> Having one of those conversations. And I told her I was a triumph in track and field and I was moving down to Tampa to start my business. And she was like, don't do that. That is, that is the most silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. You need to get yourself a real job, you will fail. And I realized in that moment that fear is so real because I was terrified when I heard that. But I was still sold on the fact that this dream is possible for me. And another thing is that when people tell you you can't do something, they're really living in their fear, their failures. So honestly, we have to decide between fear or faith. When we choose faith, we break the fear and chase the dream. But when we choose fear, fear tames everything. All your dreams, all your hopes, all your passions, all your desires. <sighs> I can't live that way. And I hope you decide today that you cannot live that way. I'm sitting in my beautiful apartment in Tampa, Florida, living my dream because I chose faith and I'll choose it every single time versus living in fear, something that I have absolutely no control over. All right. So I have Daryl Bellamy on the Thrive Tribe podcast. Daryl, welcome to the show. What's up, Charles? Excited to be here and, uh, Let's get it going, man. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so what's your story behind fear? So what's my story behind fear? Um, great question. I, in my senior year, I said my senior year in college, I, no, 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 let's, let's take it back one step further. Um, mm -hmm. So in college, I ran for student body vice president, lost by 19 votes. Um, but when it came to that story, um, I had a lot of fear when it came to running for that position, but I kind of like pushed myself through that. And when I wound up losing, that was one of those pivotal or one of those huge moments for me because I realized that when you push through fear and things don't work out, that life still goes on and you're able to do something from that. So that was one of those first big moments for me. So going from that loss, let's say junior year, and then senior year, I was about to apply for jobs, like looking for jobs everywhere, or actually wasn't looking for jobs. I decided that I was gonna start a business to help my first year, to help first year students on campus, like freshman students. So I said, I said I wasn't gonna look for jobs, and I like put together a business plan, and I decided to not take a job after college and start that business. It wound up failing. <laughs> so again, um, I've had some times in my life where things didn't go right, 
but again i learned the process is like when things don't go right you kind of you kind of be able to move past that um so i've had multiple moments in my life where i've been fearful and i've been able to push through that mm-hmm. and after i would say collecting maybe we'll go into this at some point after collecting so many fears from different individuals from around the country um i realized that that's the one thing that's holding us back mm-hmm. and there's still things that scare me but i realized that when i'm able to push through those things um that's when i feel like i'm living the life that i want to live yeah so what has fear taught you then? So fear has taught me. Hmm. <laughs> fear has taught me that we're not alone in our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the things that gets me emotional or one of the things that kind of affects me is that when I'm reading a lot of these fears from different people, at this point I've collected around like, I think I'm at like 16,000. Um, I think oftentimes when you're in your room, when you're in your car, when you're alone and you're thinking about the fears that are stopping you or you're hearing those voices in your head, you often think that you're the only one dealing with those things and fear and reading those fears and dealing with my own fears. It has taught me that no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what part of my life I'm in, that I'm not alone in my journey and people are going through those exact same things. So mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm speaking to audiences and when I'm just speaking to friends in general, I just I just want to push that through as much as possible that they're not alone in their journey um, and to be able to use that in order to push you forward um, to whatever that next step is. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So just let the Thrive Tribe know just a little bit about who you are and, and where you're from. Okay, so born in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania, lived there for seven years, was in Chicago for five, went to high school in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then I went to college at uh, UNC Charlotte. So after I got out of college, tried to start a business, that didn't work out, so then I went to corporate America for three years. And while sitting in corporate, um, I loved what I did, um, but didn't love it to the fact that I want to do that for the rest of my life. I looked at the people at the top of the company and was thinking, do I want to be in that position in a few years? And knew that that's not really where I wanted to be. Um, so I literally went to Google because most of the books that I was reading said you either needed a coach or a mentor. Went mm-hmm. to Google, typed in life coaches in Charlotte and found this lady. <laughs> and she wanted to be my coach. We met in a Panera. She was a full-time speaker and author. And mm-hmm. she was one who introduced me to the fact that you can get paid um, and love the idea of sharing your message and helping people um, around the country. Yeah. So it was at that point that I decided that what was I an expert in at that time? I think yeah. we all have things that we're good in. So an expert, um, I think uh, in society, say an expert is somebody who knows, I think, 10 to 20 percent more than everyone else in whatever subject yeah. that is. <laughs> so I knew that I was a successful college student. So I was like, let me let me try to take that message back to students um, and be yeah. able to help them through their journey. So for the past two and a half year, two and a half to three years, um, I've been traveling around the country, um, speaking at colleges and universities, speaking to millennials as well um, on how to um, understand first what that fear is or what are those things that are stopping them and then like move past that um, in order to get everything that you want for for your life. Because at the end of the day, I think we often think that uh, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> and I think as, <laughs> as I get time, older, right? <laughs> literally, and, and as I get older, Charles, I realize that, yo, I'm not going to be here forever and time is limited. Yeah. And there's only, <laughs> there's only a certain amount of time to get things done. So for me, I don't have any kids, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have any, you know, I'm not married or anything yet. So I know that there will never be enough. There's never, there'll never be this time where I can wake up whenever I want to wake up or, or get up at four o'clock and go to the gym or, or work mm-hmm. until 4 a.m. and not have someone tap me like, honey, when you coming to bed? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I want to take advantage of whatever. So for people listening, what, whatever part of your life you're in, you might have people in your 50s, 40s, 30s. 
remember that you will never be that age again. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to be able to take advantage of everything that you have in that moment while you still yeah, have it. That's good. So Thrive Tribe, what should you be taking advantage of right now? What is that thing? And I encourage you to write it down. If it's in your car, you're in car, you know, put it in your little notepad. If you're sitting at the house, write it down. What is that thing that you should, you should be doing right at this very moment? So Daryl, my and question, I, yeah, go ahead. And I want to also add to that. I think that's really, really good. And think about, um, and you might mention this as well, as the idea of like taking that next right step. I think oftentimes when, when you think about that next big thing, um, you think about all the steps that you have to do and sometimes that overwhelms us and we take no action at all. I think it's important that you break that down to like the simplest steps, those first steps and mm-hmm. take those small steps to get you there. When I decided I wanted to speak, I didn't start with a website. I didn't start with a book. I started with going back to my school and speaking for free. Right, right, <laughs> and then eventually yeah. I started getting paid and eventually I started getting on those bigger stages. But oftentimes people forget about those beginning journey and they look and say, how can I get to where you are? And I'm like, yo, this has been a three, four year journey. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And realize that it started with the small steps. Yeah. The, the little things add up, man. It does. You know, like I didn't become a world class athlete from day one. It was me showing up in middle school, going to practice in the snow and the rain, still having that desire to show up. Mm-hmm. And by doing those little things, it took me man, I was I was this little scrawny kid in the <laughs> in the sixth grade. I mean soaking pounds with, with my, my jersey falling off. I was about yeah. 115 pounds. And I just kept showing up. I was losing. I was losing sixth grade. I was losing seventh grade. I was losing eighth grade. I had my moment. And then I kept showing up after that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I resonate with that. It's the little things That's that you got to do. Because literally in sixth grade, I did track. I did track. I was like long distance. And I was always competing for last. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I said, look, this ain't for me. I'm, a, right. <laughs> I'm about to go join some clubs and organizations and find my stride somewhere else. Right, but, right. But, but, but it shows that when you have um, you, you had that right mindset at that moment, right, to, to keep going and you were successful because of that. Mm, yeah. I love it. And it, and it brings you to your moment now. Mm-hmm. Right? Always. So why does fear feel so real? So if we take it back to science, right? Um, it's that instinctual feeling that like when we're in a cave, you know, cave, cavemen and cave women chilling there in a the cave, like what's up caveman? Like, you're there and we, we all have that instinctual fear to want to be um, loved and accepted because mm-hmm. what would happen is if you were in a tribe and you were pushed out of that tribe, what would happen to you? Usually you would die. So we all have the instinctual fear to want to be loved and accepted and that never goes away. Yeah. So... So wait, what was your question again? Why does fear feel so real? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's in us and it feels real because when we're out in the world and we want that love and acceptance, we're sometimes unconsciously willing to step back and not take those next step forwards in our lives because of maybe people around you or sometimes you don't even believe Sometimes you don't even believe what the world or what life sometimes has for you yourself, right? And sometimes you're, I call it like self-sabotage. Yeah. So you know that, <laughs> you know that there's more for you, but yet you sometimes self-sabotage yourself because you don't truly believe that. Um, I heard this once, it talks about like, what is your thermostat? So, or, or I would say your life thermostat. So let's mm-hmm. say 
you're always used to making sixty thousand dollars a year. Right. And sixty thousand dollars is is what your thermostat is set on. If you mm-hmm. get a hundred thousand dollars, usually you're going to try to get yourself usually down at the thermostat level of sixty. <laughs> so let's say you're used to making a million. If if a million is your standard, if you make nine hundred, you're like, no, no, that ain't enough, and you got to find a way up. Right. So I think it's always about adjusting your fear and realizing that honestly, the people around you makes a huge difference in pushing you to that next level. Mm-hmm. So one of my fears. Um, to, to get a little bit deeper this year, it's often um, around sometimes like lack. So if I give, right, if I give in large ways, like what, what, like what will I be lacking or that I won't have enough? So what I did over the last few years is start surrounding myself around people who are givers. Right. Right. <laughs> literally, people who are giving and people who give. So literally, when I'm about to make a big decision, when I'm about to give something great or or, or give or give something besides myself, I literally call those people and like, Daryl, you got to do it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I would say that the fear is always going to be there, but how can you surround yourself around those people um, who are going to push you right. um, more and yeah. more? So when you talk about your current fear, like, yeah. what exactly is that goal? What is that fear? What is that my- your fear? <sighs> what is my current fear right now um and what is going to push me through that it's funny you ask that because i literally i think about this daily and so so there's two answers um i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna give you the first answer and then i'm gonna think about the second answer really quickly so the first answer is i feel like i need to make some sort of big shift in my life I feel like I'm really enjoying what I'm doing, but I feel like there's more for me out there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in my career right now, there's nothing really that really scares me. So I feel like there's time, there's time for me to make that big shift. Yeah. Um, so that's like my, I would say my public answer, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when we get a little bit deeper, I would say, what is that deeper fear? Um, I think... I think judgment and rejection always plays a big role mm-hmm. um, and uh, always wanting to be loved and wanting to be accepted and not putting out content sometimes because of that uh, um, yeah. and asking the question, what will they think if? And mm-hmm. I think as I get older and we talked about this a little bit before, as I get older, it becomes easier to put out that content and push through that because I talk about fear like, and I know I'm not alone. Um, right. I've gotten... 10 times better. But one person that I look up to in general is like my grandma, right? Because my grandma, she says whatever she wants to think, right? She says it like she says it out of her mouth, right? Really? And I think that. Grandma going to tell uh, the truth. Yeah. Oftentimes, like, why do we have to get to 80 or 75, right? Yeah. In order to be our most authentic, like, this is who you are, like, no matter what, you know, yeah. self. So I would say that my constant struggle or the constant belief is how can I be whatever that true self is a hundred percent of the time, no matter who I'm around and no mm-hmm. matter who I'm with, because I feel like once you get, um, once you get to that core of that person, you're, you're, you're really able to impact more um, mm-hmm. people. So that was my, my public answer. And then probably my private answer that I gave you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Will fear always be something that's present when you're doing greatly. Heck yeah. Yes, it definitely is. Um, yeah. I, I, I believe that you should always be afraid of something. Yeah. Um, you should always have something that's, that's, that's in your mind that, that's trying to get you to that next level 
mm. or that's pushing you. And when you don't like, and when you don't have that thing, you literally have to find a way to shift. Um, and that's why, and I try to, I try on a daily basis to take my own advice. Right. So when it comes to my life and I'm like, yo, there's nothing that's really scaring me right now. Um, then I'm saying, all right, so what is that next step in order f- for me to get out of that? But I think, I think fear is always present. And if it's not present, it's time for you to rethink what you're doing. Uh, people are often surprised when I say that before I get on any stage, my heart rate is always up. I'm always a little bit nervous. Like mm-hmm. that, 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 that instinctual, I wouldn't say fear is more like nervousness is always there. So my, my resting heart rate trials is like 68 to 70 something. Mm-hmm. When I, before I get on stage, it's like 125. My yeah. heart rate jumps, right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I, I, I often say that the moment that I look at my watch and I'm about to go on stage and my heart rate is 68 to 70, I need to do something different. Right. Because I'm not challenging myself enough. Right. Yeah. Um, so I believe that, that the fear should always be there. And I just want to encourage the, the you said thrive tribe right yeah the right i want i want to encourage the thrive tribe to you you have that idea in your head you have that thing that you want to do um and to encourage you to push through that as much as possible um mm-hmm. the, the the one thing that pushes me through the fear of failure or the the, the fear the most is regret mm-hmm. the only thing worse than failure is regret and when i leave this earth and when i leave this year in general like i want to make sure that i don't have any of those regrets yeah. um and i realize that when i look back you, you you always when you push through and when you dare greatly go ahead Brene Brown when you <laughs> when you dare greatly um you're always usually proud of yourself whether you win or you lose mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times we forget that we've been through 100% of our days thus far right. or we made it through and we often have these times where you might be stressed or things might be going on and you realize that you've made it through those moments realize that you can always get through those yeah you know it was something that I talked about at the Thrive event that I had is that we don't want to get to the end of life having this wish list of things we chicken out on. Yeah. And we must vow to never be that page on the obituary that reads vague highlights of your passing when you graduated. Mm-hmm. But we should let our life say something so much more. And so as you guys are, are listening to this, what do you want your life to say about you when you're gone? What and constantly, I want to push you to to like stepping into that zone of of fear, because the more you do what you're afraid of, the more you do what you love. Ed Milet said something really, really good. Um, and I, I heard it before, but just sitting there listening to him, I was like, it's really, really good. So he said his biggest fear is getting to heaven and God showing him who he could have been. Mm. And it's and and it's a total difference from who he is. Mm. Like God is like, you could have did this, you could have did that, but yet you're here. Um, he said what he wants to do is when he gets to heaven and he meets that splitting image that when he meets that person, mm-hmm. they're a splitting image of each other. And they're able yeah. to talk about yeah. the things that they accomplished and that they did. So every day I'm thinking about like, yo, who's that person that I want to be? Or what is every so what is that vision that God or the universe or whatever has for my life? How can I make sure that when I get to that level or when I get to heaven that I'll meet that person? I'm like, yo, remember when we did that? Yo, we yeah. accomplished that. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's not being like, yo, Daryl, let's talk about that fifth book you wrote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, I didn't write no fifth book. Yo, Daryl, let, 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 let's talk about the, the, the life you had with your family. Oh, so what if, you know, like, I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be like, could have did this or could have did that. Yeah. So um, that, that was a really big impactful moment um, for me. So let's, let's help the Thrive Tribe out with this one. Because I believe 
some people don't even know they're in fear mode. So what are some signs, some for sure signs that they're living in fear? First thing is real. I would say the first the first immediate step is our gut. Right. So I think that a lot of times in this space or in general, we make things a lot more complicated than it has to be. <laughs> it's a, like if people come and they hear you speak and they get the planner and they get and they're like, Charles, what is that answer? Like what is like what is that thing that I need? Or and you're like, get up early, make a plan. You know, like so, so like I, it's it's Stay very consistent. It's very it's cons- it's very 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 simple stuff. I believe that you already know that you're living in fear, right? Because Oftentimes, when you're looking at people around you, and oftentimes judgment comes into play when you're comparing yourself to others, you already know that you're meant for more. And you not only know that you're meant for more, but you have ideas and things that you want to achieve. But when you, let's say, let's just say that you have in your mind right now something that you want to accomplish. Let's say you know you want to start a book. Let's say you, you want to write a book, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and a book is in your mind. I want you, when you think about that thought, what is that immediate feeling that you get? Is it a is it an excited feeling or is it like does your body does your state go down? I think mm-hmm. we need to pay attention to what our body is saying to us. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when I get off the phone with someone, I take a I take an assessment of how I feel about myself You're afterwards. Right. But yeah. also when I have these thoughts of things that I want to achieve, I'm often thinking about how I'm feeling in my body um, because that makes a big difference is what if I need to move forward or not. So for most for the Thrive Tribe listening. I think you already know that for everyone in for everyone listening, there's there's fears that you have hands down. I don't mm-hmm. I talk about fearlessness, but I truly believe that fearlessness is the act of feeling that feeling in your stomach, that fear, and taking one step every day in order to move forward. Right. I don't really believe there's true fearlessness out there. I feel yeah. like you'll feel fear, you you'll you'll feel fear and we're always working to overcome whatever that new fear is. Right. But, to the, but to the Thrive Tribe, you already know what those fears is. Yeah. Um, it's about just realizing that if you want the life that you want, you literally have to take very simple that first small step, writing it down. I think that's why the Thrive Plan is is, is, go, is going to be crucial to everybody, right? Is because yeah. you're able to write it down, you're able to see it, um, and you're able to to be able to work through it. Yeah, yeah, and I, and just to add to that, we always want to step into our our discomfort, right? We always want to step into that zone. And if you're not in that zone, you're not being pushed. You're not living to your full potential. So to to go off of what you're saying, I constantly want to feel that fear. And I think it was somebody said, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I want to feel that fear. That means I know I'm doing something beyond my comfort level and it's about to be phenomenal. And I want to do it anyway. And I often think that we don't, oftentimes we really don't want to step into that discomfort. Oh, right? no, bro. You like, it's hard. It is, it is hard. Like, there are things that I, I literally, like, my word is deal. I'd be like, deal. People ask me, I'd be like, deal. I, y'all, people don't understand how many things I, I agree to that I don't want to do because I'm nervous yeah. or, like, it makes me uncomfortable. But I do it because I realize that that's where the growth comes. Yeah. So a lot of people listening to these be like, yo, just say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say yes figure it out say yes fail and realize that oftentimes when you're scrolling through social media and you're doing all those things people aren't really worried about you anyway so when you <laughs> fail when you fail, they don't they think about it for a moment and yeah. they're moving people have their own stuff going on in their lives that they don't really necessarily care when you make your small mistakes right. and somehow we think that people care that much 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so I was gonna say, yo, uh, yo, just agree to it. Just say yes, mm-hmm. and I promise you that when you look back over your year, I think Shonda Rhimes did the whole book, The Year of Yes, or whatever. Yeah. That might be a good, a good book. I haven't read it, but it might be a good book to pick up uh, for the audience. But um, just, just say, I, I agree to stuff all the time, scared, and do mm-hmm. it. And when yeah. it works out, it works out. And if it doesn't work out, I learn something from it and I right. move on. Right. You find find some type of gratitude in it or a lesson. Yeah. Find a so, lesson. So that's that's one fear. So that's one fear mode. Uh, yeah. That gut feeling. What do you say? Some something else is that that feeling of knowing you're in fear mode. Okay. So I would say definitely the first feeling is like that gut feeling. Um, the second thing would be when you start bringing your past into your 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 current decisions Mm. so i think oftentimes we don't really evaluate how much our past experiences are affecting the decisions that we're making today and we don't get the help and assistance in order to work through a lot of that past stuff in order to move forward so for some of that it's childhood trauma (laughs) for some of those is it's things that people said to you in high school and middle school that that you're still holding on to and a lot of times we are we're often living the thoughts and the things that people said to us in the past and that is stopping or pretty much fueling our fear and i think Mm -hmm. when you sit down and a lot of times we don't i don't i don't think we spend enough time and like silence or like meditation and really like have enough self-awareness time yeah. where you're able to and that's why i'm taking that week off next week like with no social media and like no people to just really be able to sit with myself it it, it always confuses me when i'm with people and, and and they can't sit in their car without music <laughs> you know or like i'm like you can't sit with your thoughts for, for, for like 30 minutes like you know and i don't think we do that enough to to be able to process right. so i feel like oftentimes um another way to identify that is to look at your past and figuring out what are those fear or what are those events that happened in your past that's fueling your current fears and making sure that you're able to work through that in order to move forward no that's good that's good bro yeah and i'm, I'm gonna say one more thing to, to to think about when it comes to fear um, it's thinking about um, what's the best that can happen instead of what's the worst thing that can happen. Oftentimes, our mind immediately goes to um, the worst case scenario. And honestly, the worst case scenario isn't really that bad. But if, if, if you can think about like what's the best thing that can happen, that, that often helps. I have a friend named Simone, and a few of us went on a trip um, to Dallas a few weeks ago. And she was saying how when she gets a call, like if she if if she gets stopped by the police or whatever, when she when she gets a call, she automatically thinks that she did nothing wrong mm-hmm. and that like it's something positive. Yeah. And I was like, that's such a great mindset to have because if I'm getting stopped, I'm like, dang, did I speed? Did I, you know, <laughs> like, like what happened? Or like when I was in corporate, right, and my boss would call me to her office, I'm like, what did I do, right? So it was just amazing being around her. I was like, yo, I need to change my mindset when it comes to like certain things uh, in order to move forward. So again, it's, it's it's definitely a mindset shift. So think about like what's the best thing that can happen and stop thinking about the worst. Oh, that's good. Throughout tribe, you getting that? So the three fear modes are the gut feeling. Number two, bringing your past into your current decisions. And three, thinking about the worst that can happen. Yeah. Thinking about the best thing that can happen and, and, and letting that fuel you instead of thinking about the worst. Because yeah. um, I don't know why our, why our mind immediately goes to the negative a lot of times. And if you don't control that or put some sort of control on that on a daily basis, um then it's easy for that to stop you from a lot of things Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, because you're you're programming your mind to think that way, Correct. and it you you build up that circuitry where it has the strength to have no choice but to go there the immediately, myelin. right? Yeah. Can you walk a Thrive Tribe through three ways we can eliminate fear and have massive focus? Okay, the first thing is would be to first off identify what is those things that you're afraid of, um, and move and. So oftentimes we don't really sit down and think about those things. So when you get some time and you can sit alone and say, hey, what are those things that are holding me back? So every audience that I sit in front of or that I'm in front of, I have them answer the question, not what are they afraid of, but I ask them to finish the statement, I fear that. Um, the reason why I don't ask you what you're afraid of because I don't care that you're afraid of spiders or heights or any of that type of stuff. Because usually that's not stopping you from getting right. that next level, right? I fear that as in what is that thing that's stopping you from getting to that next level? Um, because it puts it, it puts the onus back on you and you're able to really be able to give that internal answer of what that thing is. So, so the first thing is to sit down and actually identify like what is that thing that's stopping you or what are those lists of things and be able to work past that. Yeah, that's good. The second thing is to think about the future you, hands down. So when you think about the person that you want to become, um, how do you get to that person? And oftentimes it's going to be pushing through those things. Um, so would the future you be proud of yourself? And oftentimes I'll ask myself, Charles, I'll say, um, I went to a Tony Robbins conference, for example, like, like two years ago. And he had us do this amazing activity where um, through closing our eyes and music and all that stuff, he had us ask or give our past self advice, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I told my past self was that um, it's going to be all right. Because oftentimes when you're in high school, certain moments you think, oh, this is the world or things are going on. You're like, how am I going to be able to get through this? And one of the things I told myself was this is going to be all right. So oftentimes when I'm going through things personally or in business, I often ask myself, yo, Daryl, what would the future you, the you that, you know, the success, the, the Uber, the, all the, all the things that you want for your life. What advice would that future you give to yourself um, currently? And that helps me push to a lot of things because I realized that a lot of things that we're going through now is just temporary. That's ultimately getting us to whatever that next step is. Um, so I would say the first thing is to identify. The second thing is think about that future you and what would that future you and what advice um, would that future you give you? And the third thing I would say is think about so studies have shown that when a thought comes into our head, we either talk ourselves in or out of it within five seconds. Mm -hmm. I think her name is Meg. She talks about the five-second rule. So the five-second rule states that when that thought of fear or anxiety comes into your head, you either have you usually have like five seconds in order to take some sort of action in order to move forward. Mm -hmm. So the easy example I give when it comes to not even fear, but like that alarm clock. So some people set alarms like 801, 802, 803, 804, yeah, 804. Yeah. they set like five alarms. Mm -hmm. The five second rule is like, yo, when that thought comes into your head, that thought of fear, you usually you need to agree to it faster <laughs> or take some sort of action forward. So is that signing up for a course? Is that buying a book? Is that calling that person or making that decision? So all that boils down to taking action. Um, when all else fails, take some sort of action forward, whatever small step that might be. Um, I'm trying to think about an example recently that I could give for my life where I literally said, what is that next small step that I can take? Okay, I know, I know. So for me, I'm, I'm doing something called Fearless Student Awards. So I'm trying to get universities around the country to start um, giving out student activities every every year 
um, <laughs> some type of fearless award where I'll give out a scholarship and it's like a national program. Right. And it was like nerve wracking to me and fearful because, okay, getting these universities to agree to it, putting everything together. And I literally said to myself and you and you'll see this theme throughout our, our whole talk. What is that mm-hmm. next small step I can take? And the first small step was like, yo, get on Canva and create what are the qualifications for it? Mm-hmm. And then once mm-hmm. I said that, I said, all right, then we can start designing. Okay, what's the next step? Then reach out to the schools. Mm-hmm. So take action. And oftentimes the action comes to taking the, whatever that small step is, having that tough conversation you might need to have with a family member, um, yeah. having that tough conversation you might need to have a, with a boss, um, mm-hmm. whatever that is in order to push through it. So That's identify good. future you and take action. Thrive Tribe, you're getting it. What advice would you give to someone who fears the next stage in their life? Remember that the dots always connect. The dots always connect. One of my favorite quotes is a quote by Steve Jobs where he says, um, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. So when I look back at like my life and the different experiences that I've had, um, oftentimes I had no idea um, I had no idea what that moment meant in that time period or in that moment. But looking back, I can I could always connect the dots. So I need to drive try to understand that like oftentimes you are going to be doing things, you're going to be making decisions, you're going to be taking actions, you're going to be having fears that you don't understand in the moment, and it's not for you to understand right now. Mm-hmm. But when you look back, all those moments, all those people you meet will somehow connect and it'll make sense. Um, to where you are um, right now in your life. That's good. So how can a Thrive Tribe find you on Instagram, social media? So Instagram, um, at Bellamy Inspires. Um, Email, if you ever have any questions, if I can help you in any way or assist you in your journey, it's um, Daryl at BellamyInspires.com. So D-A-R-Y-L at BellamyInspires.com and Bellamy Inspires. So I guess any way I can help you, assist you in your journey, um, feel free to hit me up and and, and I'll do what I can to help. This has been a good one, man. Daryl, thank you so much for being on the Thrive Tribe podcast. And I'm pretty sure you have impacted someone listening right here, right now. So if that happens to be you, make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.